Everybody, can you believe it? It's Tour Guide Tell All. We're recording together in person, which we never do. We've never done this. This is. Is this the first time? Yeah. I think ever that we've recorded together. Yeah. We are actually sitting outside enjoying beautiful weather, which we've also not really been able to do. <laughs> but we are here um, to celebrate our hundredth episode. So it's me, Becca. I'm joined as always by Rebecca, and we're also joined by Wine. I should. We should be upfront about that. How come Wine is above me? Oh, oh. Rude. <laughs> rude. Sorry. Rude. We have also here. So we, we have we have wine. Is here, we have our wine, extra special guest. We have wine with us more often than we have Candon. That's true. I'm That's normally true. I'm normally in the background. That's You're true. like the Heather Locklear role. An extra special guest is Candon. Thank you. I am extra special. That was a pop culture joke for people born between 1975 <laughs> and 1985. Yeah, it is. <laughs> the Oregon Trail generation. Is that what you know it? Excellent. So. We have had a hundred episodes. I can't believe it. This is number a hundred. This it. is a century. A century of episodes. A century. In a year and a half, a hundred oh, episodes. Oh, I love that. A century mm. of episodes. We're, we're centurions. Which means uh, maybe we're young enough to run for Congress. <laughs> yuck, 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 yuck. Should I add a button? <laughs> No, yeah, 100 episodes, we can't believe it. Um, we were so gung-ho. I can't believe we did 100 episodes in, like, 18 months. That's crazy. But we thought for this episode it might be a little fun to kind of look back a little bit. Uh, Cannon's going to drop some behind-the-scenes knowledge, some stats and info. We're going to chat a little bit about our favorite episodes. Uh, I put a little call out on our Twitter page, so we'll see if anybody has any questions or comments about our 100th episode. Um, but this is just a little chance for us to, to celebrate and bring you guys along for the ride. So, uh, Cannon, why don't you kick it off with, you've got all the, the top I secret the info. Stats. I have the numbers. I'm the numbers person, which is actually not an accurate statement. Any other part of my life. So, all-time downloads of Tour Guide Tell All from the beginning up into this very moment, um, 20.2 thousand. Wow. 20,000 wow. downloads. Point two. Point two. So, oh. that's 20,200, I bet. Yes. Not, that is, yeah, not actually a numbers person, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's right, that is right. And I can say with confidence, not one of them is my mother, so there's somebody out there who isn't. Mine either. She only <laughs> listens on the patron emails. Shout out to Carolyn, the only mother who yeah, she listens to who listens to this podcast thing. the way you're supposed to. Yes, my mom knows it exists. Yes, but that's that's as far as we've gotten with podcasts. Bless her heart. She's a patron though, so thanks, Mama G. Yay! All right. Thanks. We should start out by thanking all of our patrons. Yeah, all who of have our been patrons, so wonderful and helpful, and kept the lights on and helped us make this pod, and have been really just the wind beneath our wings for this whole pandemic year and a half, going on two years. Yeah, we could not literally do this without our patrons. You guys are awesome. Um, and we, we say this every episode, but we truly love you guys. And we love your suggestions. And a lot of season two is built off of suggestions from our patrons. So if you're not a patron, you get a chance to really get an insider track to get your ideas to the top of the list. Later on, should we like drop like a hint of some of the stuff we're talking about from season two? I think we should drop some hints later. All right. I'm excited. So there's a bus behind me. <laughs> There's there's a school bus, bus here. Yes. Haven't seen one of those in a while. I haven't either, seen one of those to be honest. That's not a COVID thing. Just don't see a lot of those in downtown DC. Alright, obviously, the United States is where most of our listeners are listening to us from. Anyone have a guess as the next country? Canada. Ireland. 
France. Oui. Uh, merci beaucoup. Merci. M mon amis Mer de France. Merci, mes amis. Okay, What she just, said. Now they're not going to listen to us anymore, guys. Eight, eight years of French. Come on, I know something. Uh, Canada's next. United sure. Kingdom. Ireland is on there, but there's only been one download oh. from from Ireland. But I was I was looking at the whole list earlier, um, like Russia, Italy, Ghana, Afghanistan, Germany, the Philippines, Mexico. Uh, they all have they all have downloads and shout out. Um, I was gonna look up states. We are indeed pimping all over the world. Look at us. So obviously DC and Virginia and Maryland rank very high. I see. Yeah, Pennsylvania, New York, but it doesn't actually show me. I, I'd have to count this to see if there's 50, but I have to scroll down twice with my finger to get to the bottom of the list. So I'm gonna say it's 50. Sure. So a listener from every state: Utah, right. Maine. Matt, only, that's, there's only one from Maine, but Idaho, Maine, South Dakota, and Utah only have one, but everything else has multiple. I love it. So we need to work on our, our Utah, South Dakota, Maine, and Idaho stories. Um, okay, we'll get right on that. I have none that come to mind. None. None. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the most, uh, the most, um, Shout out sources. to the Spotify team. That's how I listen to everything is through Spotify. 8% are from Overcast. I don't even know what that is. Do you? I listen to Overcast. All right. Top 10 most downloaded episodes. I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that our first episode is one of them in the top 10. Not just because it's our first, but because it is a topic that people bring up to me all the time. And it's Alice Roosevelt Longworth. So if you are new to the pod and didn't start at the beginning, Alice Roosevelt Longworth was our first episode. And it's one that people talk about with us all the time. Absolutely. So I feel like Alice needs to be in the top 10. Alice is not in the top 10, y'all. I can't I, believe it. Also, what maniac starts something not with the first episode? You people are chaotic. I cannot <laughs> with you. cannot support this. You start at the beginning and you go in a linear order. That is just... I oh, feel... wait. I'm looking at the stats wrong. This is the top 10 episodes from July to August of 2021. Oh. Not of all time. Hold on. I was about to say, there's too much chaos in this world. Say, there's too much chaos. I feel like Garfield and Gateau is one of our top ten, too. Why would it not let me look up? All of all time. Though our Ghost of Georgetown episode from October of 2020 is still in the top ten, even in July to August of We, we have heard from you that uh, there's some of you that love the ghost stories you love the spooky stuff it's october's coming up it's spooky season i promise that we're gonna bring back some ghost stories and keep it spooky but we get requests for ghost stories all the time we hear it we're logging it away we're doing more and if you like our ghost podcast you should take one of our ghost tours yep. oh i need to redo all of our not all of our stats but i want to do re i want to correct two stat things okay. since apparently the whole time i was looking at only in the last month but not of all time oh. Okay. Uh, California. Yeah, it is. I.e. Lauren, thank you. Shout out to Lauren. Uh, Lauren. Is our number four. Highest ranking. Um, all right. And Chris. I bet Chris listens. Come on. Chris is busy recording people saving, fighting fighters. Saving the world. Yes. Fighting fires. There we go. All right. Top 10 most downloaded episode of all time. Dun, dun, dun. Alice is number two. <laughs> So you're what right, beats you're Alice? Right. Memorial Day special, the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Mm, that makes nice. a lot of sense. People probably looking for that kind of content. Yep. See if, you, if you like that, there's going to be a lot more Arlington National Cemetery. We're going to do more military yes. history. See, Becca, the world makes sense. Yeah, I'm sorry that I can't understand stuff. No, I was just thinking, like, what kind of people start right? something? I thought it was so weird. 
It's like, how is she not on there? We're now going to get people contacting us being like, we can listen in any order we want. And you can. Yes, you can. It just boggled my mind. I actually don't think I listen. I mean, like, cereal I listen to in order. What else is in our top ten? All right, number three, The Pearl Incident. Nice. Oh, nice. Number four, The Truth About Charles Lindbergh. Yeah. Lindbergh is a topic that many people bring up in the reviews as being an an episode that they love. Yeah. I learned a lot. I love that episode. I'm proud of that. Uh, Reagan attempted assassination is next. Duh. Then goes to Georgetown. Gilded Age Scandal, the shocking and tragic story of Evelyn Nesbitt. Ooh, Ooh, that's recent. Joanne Hill is next. Nice. Shout out to our good friend Joanne who wrote Secrets of Washington, D.C. If you haven't checked out her book, it's so fun. I learned the best little trivia about the USDA building that I am using on all my tours for the future. Curse of Robert Todd Lincoln, which is my favorite story of all time. And the salacious scandals of Warren G. Harding. Obviously. Warren G.'s got to be on there. Scandal tours go high. You know it. So we have a nice um, overview of all of our, like, time, like, the dates that we recorded as well. Yeah, I love that our top ten episodes aren't just the first ten. Right. (laughs) Yeah, Joanne was July. Evelyn Nesbitt was also July. But, yeah, we have a, a nice rounding out of all of our... And then the rest of the stats are like daily listeners and user retention. I don't even know what we use that information for, but I don't care. I doubt our listeners care. So I have a question for everybody. What's your favorite episode we've done that wasn't your pitch? So an episode that we recorded that another member of the pod either did or, you know, prepped or presented. I mean, most of them aren't me, so this is actually... (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'd love to know what you think. I mean, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I was in in the episode, but I was not the star of the episode. I love, Dan, I always will love listening to Dan talk about the Reagan attempt assassination attempt. I just love it so much. I mean, I like listening to Dan talk about anything. Reagan was so so good. So good. I honestly really enjoyed doing the gold rush with you because yeah. you are so Rebecca is so knowledgeable on a lot of stuff West Coast that I'm not because I didn't live out there. You know, you have that that experience, oh, and I just thought it was incredible. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love the Gold Rush. That's fun too. I love our like West Coast series. It's fun to talk about stuff that's not quite DC. I hate jumping on the bandwagon since my favorite episode is also in our top ten. But I like the Warren G. Harding episode. Obviously, Warren G. But I just like Warren G.'s stories. Everything about Warren G. is fabulous. Like Alice Roosevelt Longworth, he lives a very large life. Yes. And Dan Sigels. Several three people we've talked about who just don't know quit. Particularly Dan Sickles and Warren Harding. <laughs> In the last few weeks, we've definitely gotten a lot of really interesting pitches, which I am excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, just to give a little hint, we are going to continue west. You're going to be seeing us branch out of DC more and more. We're going to go west. We're going to go to my home state. Yep. Which I'm very excited about, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Oh, I was going to hit. Okay, yeah. You want to hit further? Uh, it involves something that I was not taught about, really. And so what I'm going to do is record all the things that I know about <laughs> it, which is will take about a minute and a half. And then Becca will record me and t- or laugh at me and tell me why I'm wrong. And it involves something Texas. That's all I'm going to say. So I'm, I'm quite excited for that. We're definitely going to continue. Some of my favorite episodes are digging into elections. Yeah. We've had so much fun talking about various elections um, because I think people 
people often know who becomes president, but they rarely understand the path that gets them there. And uh, so we're going to be digging into some pretty controversial elections. And we're going to be talking about the election that gives us one of my favorite presidents, Abraham Lincoln, and try to understand a little better how Lincoln ends up in the White House. So I'm excited for that. There are, yes. Uh, there's so many great episodes. I would love to do the election of 2000, but I feel like that's way too recent to do at this moment. But um, this is a question I'll put out there, and you guys can uh, you can Facebook us, tweet us, Instagram us. But how recent do you think our podcast should go? What's your definition for history? 20 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago? Yesterday. I'll put it out there to yeah, yesterday. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, so we're going to do some more election political history, which we love. Um, we're going to do labor history, which Becca and I love. And we also have some really badass ladies that we're going to talk about. Some yeah. of which you will have heard of and some of which you will not have heard of. And they're all really interesting. So we've got some really um, fascinating ladies queued up. But let's not talk about the future yet. So let's talk more about the past. What are our favorite episodes? What's Becca, like, what are your top four or five? I really love anytime we get to dig into the scandals because they're fun to talk about. But also, the older I get and the longer I guide, the more a lot of the scandal stories to scandal stories to me really illustrate a lot of the misogyny of the past, and certainly not that that doesn't exist today. But, you know, having a chance to look at these stories, but also go, yeah, they're scandalous and they're crazy and this crazy thing happened, but also look at what these women were up against. So I think about women like Alice Roosevelt Longworth. I think about Evelyn Walsh McLean. I think about Evelyn Nesbitt. All of those episodes were so fun to talk about because they have exciting, fun stuff. I mean, Alice Roosevelt Longworth is instantly quotable, right? She's just, everything she says is a gem. Um, and yet, when you look at what these women had to go up against, they make for such rich, complex stories. Um, also, so many of the great scandal stories really uh, take place against this backdrop of the Gilded Age and this time of excessive income inequality and upheaval in the United States. So they're fun stories, but then they have all this meat on the bones that I really like. Yeah. Um, what about you, Canon Faves? like the ones that we kind of talk about things you think you know history kind of mm -hmm. style that is my favorite part of being a tour guide is yep. like yes you've heard of this person but do you really know about this person do you Columbus Day yes. like Thanksgiving yep I, I really I really like all those. I do like um, we haven't done this, and I feel like it's a direction the pod went into that I'm totally okay with. But at the very beginning, we used to do like little mini episodes mm -hmm. about specific Washington D.C. sites. I liked those personally, but I feel like it's not really. I'd like to bring back thing. some of those for our patrons. Some yeah. of those is a bonus. It was actually one of my favorites was the James Buchanan Memorial, which I enjoyed, and I do get tour guides who mention that to me a lot. Mm -hmm. So. It's funny because, like, I think those episodes really appeal to people who are here and sort of, like, walk by something and go, like, right. what's that about? I feel, I just, I learned a lot about some off-the-beaten-path sites in Washington, D.C. that I can reference now on tours or our YouTube channel or just, you know, my fun did-you-know fact as I'm driving around the city because I'm the type of person who does that. Yep. Uh, I also really love our baseball episode. Yes. Because I love baseball. <laughs> I love our um, our the Black Sox episode that we did last September. That was really fun too. Um, it was so very different. Like it wasn't political. It really wasn't DC at all. Um, and just a lot of fun. Was that our first non-DC episode? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so, but it could be. I feel like I remember at the beginning saying like, we're leaving DC. But maybe that was a different episode. I love... Honestly, my favorite episodes, I think, are 
I love the election of 1976, the one we did real recently this summer. I think that it's really good, and um, I love the the banter that we have. And the more we do this, like I feel like Becca and I are we developed into a groove where we really play off each other really well. So that I feel like is highlighted in that episode. I love. Um, I mean, Warren Harding is the best and so is Dan Sigals. They're so scandalous and fabulous. Uh, and um, the there's so many great women that we have talked about and it makes me happy every single time we talk about women's history that um, there's uh, Madeline Pollard, um, oh. po- Pocahontas. Uh, you think you know Pocahontas episode was really, really great. Uh, so there's been a lot of really fun things. Uh, Garfield and Gateau though is definitely one of my top um, if you liked okay. Garfield and Gateau, tune in because we're circling back to presidential assassinations very soon. And I had the best time digging in yeah, yeah, yeah. on this next one because oh it's it's a good it's a goodie. It's a goodie. Um, I love to now, like, now I think about things through the lens of the podcast, so when I read about an interesting figure, for example, we both, I know, subscribe to Alexis Coe's newsletter, which if you don't, is incredible. We've referenced it before on the podcast. But there are so many interesting figures that come up from her newsletter that we have now integrated into the pod, and I have a woman that I picked up from the newsletter that is going to make for a fabulous episode, or Tobias Lear. Oh, that's perfect. Um, Tobias Lear, who we... um, we did in an episode not too long ago that came from a really great visit or actually several great visits to Mount Vernon. And then through the lens, I was like, oh my gosh, this is a perfect topic for a podcast. So now I think about a lot of history through that way of like, oh, here's an entry point. Everybody knows Washington. What about his secretary? Um, so it's, it's funny how I think about things differently now. The thing I think about that episode that really made me think the Tobias Lear episode, and I'm really glad you mentioned this, is that we talked about how he burns Washington and uh, Washington's letters back and forth to his wife. And it really... For me, was a great example that like public figures, how there's a part of their life that they get to control what we know, you know, and that there's that he especially he, in the past, right? That he decided that there was a part of his marriage and his relationship with his wife that the public doesn't need a glimpse into, and I feel like that's a part of history that doesn't really kind of get talked about. And one of the episodes that we're going to do this spring that I'm really excited about, first of all, involves a woman, and second of all, involves the role of random chance in history and how, you know, stuff affects you, something happens to you that affects the rest of your life. So the sort of larger forces in history I really like uh, that we're going to kind of, we kind of delve into a little bit in the first season, uh, but we'll particularly hit uh, a little harder in the second season. I'm not going to spoil who that is, but once we stop recording, if you guys want to know who I'm talking about, I'll tell you. I was going to ask. I was actually just going to look up onto the the Google Doc where we keep all of our future episodes. Meg, what is she talking about? Yep, 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 yep. All right, so what else? Our past. I think uh, I've learned so much tech-wise when yes. I think about the past. Like, early on, I really had no idea what no. we were doing from a tech perspective. I feel like we know better. I'm not quite to the point of, like, professional podcasters who are, like, cramming into their closets and muffling the blanket over your head. Yeah, the blanket over the head. We're not, I'm not quite to that level, but I feel like we've upped our game a little bit. It's funny, just to give you guys a little bit of a behind the scenes into this, like how we've gotten into a rhythm, but like we know how to do things now. Like when we know we need to uh, make an edit, we clap so that the audio record will show like a spike. And we have all these little things that we do that like I never thought about early on that we were have to think about, but we had to think about uh, how to make this like actually exist. For me, it's sort of amazing because the podcast sort of happens. A typical episode with Rebecca and I 
taking a topic, researching, you know, working together on a doc, then we record, and then we send it off, and then I hear a finished thing that sounds so good, and so it's sort of a mystery to me what happens in that in between, but it's been so cool over the course of this year and have to understand better all the work that goes into editing and finalizing it. So much, and Camden and Dan, when they edit it, really make us sound really much smarter, I think, than we might actually be, um, because they're wizards, and I don't (laughs) understand fully all the tech stuff, but it's really amazing, and also, I should say up front that I am the one who's responsible probably for the most edits because I have a cat who A, likes to walk across the screen when I'm recording and B, likes to snore a lot. And so we've had to edit out (laughs) cat snoring more than once. I don't know. I think the last episode that aired... there were no, it's the one before. There was an episode recently where, like, I looked at the the thing. I was like, all right, I see no clap signals, mm-hmm. so I'm just gonna go through this. I don't think I edited anything. I added the music. And I was like, all right, this is good. So, I love it. Thanks, guys. That was nice. We try real hard. <laughs> We try very hard. There are definitely tech snafus. We have had entire episodes where, like, Rebecca's lost internet, I've lost internet. We've had to you were start on mute over. For a while. I was on mute for a while. There's been dogs in the background. Oh yeah, in the background. We've had you know foster animals. You have Grover. Like, there's just been all sorts of things that have happened. So hopefully that doesn't always come across in an episode. But it's sort of bonkers when I think about some of the situations to which I've recorded from like my childhood bedroom, <laughs> like when I've been traveling. We've recorded from all kinds of places. Yeah. The it Zoom is- cut out once. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, there was, like, the Zoom outage nationwide. Oh, that's right. The East Coast or whatever. Yeah. It is very few bright sides to everything that happened in 2020, but providing us with the time and inspiration and the, hey, yeah, we could do a podcast. Oh, hello, Chuck. Um, yeah, we could do a podcast, even though we are sequestered in our own homes in three different states and or, and a district. Um because I feel like we talked about having a podcast for a really long time. Mm. And then we're like, okay, well, everyone else is doing Zoom meetings. Everyone else is doing Zoom podcasts. I listen to Quest Love. Well, my husband listens to Quest Love podcasts. And I could totally tell the difference from when they did it in a studio versus when they did it via Zoom. But no one seemed to mind. I was like, well, if they can do it during Zoom, via Zoom, then so can we. Yeah. And I feel like even though technically we could have been doing a Zoom podcast all along, even in 2018, we would not have thought to have done it uh, outside of a worldwide pandemic. Right. I like that. Nor would we have had time. <laughs> right. Nor would we have time. I like that it's kind of forced us to be like a little more creative and think outside the box. And we've started this thing that started out as like a lark and now it's become a real thing. Like real people listen to this and it's really exciting to me. And we always talked about it but never had the time and now yeah. we do. Which is. And to our real people that listen, um, please write reviews. Yes. We don't actually ask for that a lot. We should ask for that We should ask for that. Five-star reviews on iTunes. Can you review on Spotify? You can't review on Spotify that I know of, um, so that can make it a little complicated. But definitely on iTunes. um, You can also review us on Facebook. Yeah. Um, But even if you just post something anywhere and tag us, we'll share it. I'd love to see for our 100th episode. If you have a favorite episode, like screenshot the episode card and show us what your favorite episodes are. Absolutely. Oh, I posted on Instagram. Did anybody answer Thank you. favorite episodes on Instagram or Facebook? Um, we're not very good at social media, but we're going to get better. We're going to get better at the social media. My sh- children start school next week. 
masked, everyone's vaccinated, I'm not actually concerned, I'm very excited. And I'll have more time to do social media posts. Tour guide, tell all on Instagram. <gasps> Is Instagram down? What? Drama. It is. What? Instagram's down. What? Panic. Nationwide catastrophe. Of course. Facebook's fine. Phew. So I'll post this again in everyone's favorite episode in the past. And everyone's request for a feature, though. Only patrons get patrons. Only patrons get voting rights. I think that's in one of our tiers. I voted we should do like a poll. Are we allowed to talk about the future or you want to stick to the past? No, we can do whatever we want. Is there any anything in the future? Is Is there anything in the future? <laughs> that's, a really, that's a really deep existential question. <laughs> what is what is life? Ponder the future now. I don't know, is there anything in the future? Is it worth it? As I once said, I mean, we call it history, but they called it life. And yes. what we are living is what will become history. So really, what is time what is but time? a flat circle? It is a flat circle. No, um, we've, <laughs> talked, we've hinted a little bit at the future, some of the episodes. Um, we, we're definitely kicking off season two with a more consistent schedule. We heard um, y'all's feedback. We want to make sure we're more consistent. Um, and we appreciate people who are flexed as all of a sudden we went from no work to lots of work. Too much work. Um, never too much work. No, there's never too much work. Not for, now. Not after, not after what we went through. But, you know, we definitely had to figure out how to make this podcast live alongside us leading tours. Because that's what we do, right? We're, we're about getting out there and being on site with people. Um, but we're going to have a more consistent posting schedule. We're going to continue to give lots of extras to our patrons and really uh, prioritize making sure our patrons are getting lots of good, cool new things. In the future, Candon has a book that she's working on, which I think is going to feed the podcast beautifully. My book should be out by the end of this month, which is really, really exciting. My book with our colleague, Caitlin Caligara, who we're going to have uh, join us back on the podcast and help promote the book a little bit. Um, but I think both of those books really lead us to um, a lot of good stories and content. We've made incredible connections with other podcasts. We're hoping to do some partnerships with some of our good friends. You're going to be popping up on Uncourt History. Yeah, I am. Also, I um, like to speak. I have a great microphone, so anybody want to have me on their podcast, like, I'm here for that. But I love that. I love us having these sort of partnerships and relationships. Um, come Working on this has really connected us with Civics and Coffee, who we love, uh, Hashtag History, who we love, and yes. we're hoping to have more sort of crossovers and connections yes, yes, yes. as we move into season two. So that's going to be really exciting. Um, expand our scope a little. Yes. It's weird because I should theoretically be like, I'm so excited about my book and I do this book, but I'm so excited about Cannon's book because it's a neighborhood in DC that I got to know working on my book. So now I'm like, oh, Cannon's going to do it even better and like more deeply like research and more expansive. Guys, this is Rebecca. <laughs> and I would just like to say for the record that I am in awe of these two incredible women who I podcast with that are writing books in the midst of a pandemic. Like I sat down and tried to write like, I don't know, a blog post and was like, <laughs> and they're writing a whole book, two whole books, except they were like one each. It's amazing. 
You did in the midst of all this, though, write what I think is probably my favorite piece of writing about January 6th, though, which we did a whole episode or we did kind of a mini episode about. And I think we may revisit in the future, though. Um, You really wrote not only I mean, we talk about doing this podcast in a pandemic. We also did this podcast at a time where where we make our living was attacked. We did this at a time where the entire like safety and accessibility of a huge chunk of what we do was put into jeopardy and you wrote so beautifully about that and you really wrote something that I think is an important historical record but also a really nice reflection of what a tour guide does and why a tour guide matters so I love that I loved that that's one of my favorite pieces of writing from this year and to come out of what was such a terrible day I was that's very kind of you we should find that audio file and like put it out as a something we should publish it on the anniversary yeah because it's been such a it was such a important moment for us as guides, for us yeah. as Washingtonians, for us as historians. It's living through history, which we we don't think about the day-to-day, which is history and an important historical record. But an event like that, much like, you know, other events where we're old enough to have lived through key pivotal moments in American history. Some but, of us older than others of us. But January 6th is something we'll be talking about for, for years and years yes. to come. And historians will be talking about. So um, I'd love for us to, to put that back out And I particularly like that we're talking about this with the we're recording this just a few days before the 20th anniversary of September 11th, which is always, you know, there's a through line there too. And I feel like that's important as well as historians and as people who live in the city. And I was just about to bring up September 11th. You know how there's always that like, oh, well, our parents remembered where they were when they heard where Kennedy was assassinated. I feel like for us, like, well, I got like seven of those. Mm-hmm. I remember when, where I was this. I remember, yeah. you know, I remember a lot of where I was yeah. <laughs> because of tragic events that have happened. And also because we're historians and that's part of how we think about the world. Like, yeah. I remember I, mean, I do going, have front page newspapers from literally all of these things. But also the Nats winning the World Series. I only have one. Too. I only own one front page newspaper, and it's the Nats winning Nats? the World Series that I bought at the I bought at Reagan National Airport. You know it. I flew out the day after they won the World Series to go down to Disney for Food and Wine Fest, um, which is one of my favorite things to do. And um, I bought the newspaper at the airport because I was like, I have to have this newspaper. Nice. I made Dan go get one for me. I also bought my first World Series shirt at the airport. Aww. I now have multiple ones, but I was like, they had the little kiosk right That's there, all I got for Christmas. Right when you walked was by. Was World Series, <laughs> stuff. Oh, 2019. What a fun. I will look back. Look back. 2019 was great for a lot of reasons, but the Nats winning the World Series is up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I let my kids stay up till midnight. Yeah. It's actually is a regular occurrence in our house because we have no mental <laughs> no, <laughs> energy no, no, to yeah. deal with it. It's interesting, though, because, like, you mentioned September 11th is, like, one of those key moments. But I can think back, too. Like like you said, we lived through so many. Like, I think about the Oklahoma City bombing was so pivotal for me. Like, remembering that being one of those things that just we were constantly watching. Yeah. I remember where I was. Columbine. Exactly where. I remember what I was wearing for Columbine. That's how big of a moment Mm -hmm. that was. Like, I remember exactly where I was. The 2000 election was so huge. Mm -hmm. The impeachment of Bill Clinton, right? Like, that was so big. That was such a big moment. I remember that being, like, something that we were constantly watching. I remember my high school history teacher thing and that we were constantly talking about it in class. Um... There's just, like, so many of these moments that really do kind of stick out. And I then, wonder if that's because of who we are, as yes. you said. It's who we are. I also think we we all represent a generation that has grown up in a different media environment. True. Because, like, you yeah. know, the ubiquity of TV, 24-hour news, cable news, social media. Like, I think about Katrina was such a big moment mm. um, for me personally just because I had so many friends and knew so many there, yeah. people. 
who are there. And it's like, you know, that was something you could track on the internet. Right. And as it was unfolding in a way that September 11th, imagine if we'd had Twitter or something, right? It would have jammed. It would have been crazy, yeah. So I think it's who we are, but I also think it's like, while we are not all quite the exact same age, generationally, right, right, in terms of tech and the way that we've absorbed history has been different. Yeah. Yep. It's just a really weird. We started this hundredth episode. <laughs> no, it's taking a dark turn. Let's pick this Happy back time. up. This is what happens Becca when you get a bunch of historians together. We're on Massachusetts Avenue, Embassy Row, recording a video when people started coming out and cheering and banging in pots and pans, and that's how we knew that Biden won. <gasps> That was happy. Happy rememberies. Yes. I remember doing, um, I was doing a bus tour for DC by foot when we had our um, like public bus. That was bus, a long time ago. Public bus tour. But um, I did that the, the, the day that the Supreme Court ruled on marriage equality. And so oh, I got dear. to bring a group of guests to see the White House mm. all lit up mm. with the LGBT flag, like the rainbow colors. That was super cool. That was a really happy memory. And there's so many people outside celebrating outside the White House. That was a really fun memory. I lived in San Francisco when Obama was elected, and I remember just that people were shouting in the streets. Yeah. Literally would walk out of their house and shout. And of course, it's earlier out there, obviously, because they can declare the election was not in doubt. This is not an election we will ever cover, <laughs> because it was over immediately. As soon as California was called at what was 8 o'clock. They're really excited. At 8 o'clock Pacific time, and I was driving between one part election party and another, honestly. <laughs> and uh, people left their houses and started screaming. I remember that very clearly. Anyway, that's, you know, become, we're bringing it down. we got to bring it back up. Let's talk about Alice Roosevelt. <laughs> let's, let's go back to that first episode for a moment. Um, Alice Roosevelt Longworth. Why did we choose Alice? Do you remember how we got to Were we just like, it's a no-brainer? I think it's a no-brainer. I think it was something we all knew a lot about and could talk about comfortably. And there's also, like, here's a story about Alice Roosevelt Longworth that is more recent for me. Um, I gave a tour recently, uh, and I talked about Alice on a couple of different tours. And I had this these guests on our Dark Side of DuPont tour, and they were really into it. They were all about Alice. And then I noticed the next night they were on a totally different tour of mine where I also talk about Alice, and I had enough Alice stories to tell completely different ones the second night. That is how fantastic Alice is. Two nights of tours, I didn't repeat the same story even once. I love that. That puts her, like, in the Robert Todd Lincoln Hall of Fame she for really tour guides. She really is. And she's, I feel like, in so many ways, like, Alice is the, it's an in embryonic phase, like, what has become of this podcast. Like, we like to talk about women. We like to talk about that time period in history. We, Alice is, like, just so, if she had been a man, she absolutely would have been president of the United States. Like, there is no doubt in my mind. Yeah, if she had been Theodore Roosevelt's eldest son, yes. we'd be talking about President Roosevelt. Again. Not that there's anything wrong with Theodore Roosevelt's eldest son because he was a badass and stormed the beaches in Normandy too. But yeah. Theodore Roosevelt had like six winners, guys. Like seriously. Um, yes, not to knock on any no. any of TR's kids. But like she was just so like a woman of her moment and all at the same time completely modern. So, when you brought up Alice, I went back to my numbers page. Mm -hmm. There has not been a single day, with the exception of today, which is not over yet, that someone has not downloaded the Alice episode. That makes sense. There have been one day, there was one day where there was only five. Okay. But from March of 2020 to September of 2021, somebody has downloaded Alice. That fills me with so much happiness that every day someone has gotten a little bit of Alice in their life and that. 
just is joyous to me. Well, I'll share this story because I know she listens to the podcast and she won't mind, but one of my all-time most favorite teachers uh, who brings her students here every year, and she's an incredible teacher, Lauren, she is uh, a big fan of the pod. We love her. We thank her for supporting us. She was so enamored with Alice and her story that when her student group came to D.C. this year. Um, they usually typically travel in March. They had to skip their trip last year. Oh, no. They made it in 2020. They were my last school tour. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, they were my only school tour of 2020. Um, and then they, they came this year, but not during their typical time. We went up to the cathedral. We did Embassy Row. And she was like, you have to promise me we can see Alice's house. <laughs> and she jumped out of the bus for like one second so she could get a picture outside of Alice's house because it's just like a story that people connect to. And I love that. I love that it gets people like interested in history. It gets people interested in the past. I think that's so cool. But it's also like a story, like Robert Todd Lincoln, I tell on my student tours, and I know that you both do as well. Candon pretty much talks about Robert Todd Lincoln in Literally all, every tour. Literally every conversation but she different has. different stories of versions of that story. Different versions, of, yes. I carry pictures of him around. Remember that time? Yes, <laughs> yes. I remember Candon once, we were out on a social occasion. <laughs> we were on a boat. <laughs> we were on a boat, and Candon pulled out pictures of Robert Todd Lincoln. This is what happens when you hang out with tour guides. I think we were technically on a raft, but was it a boat? It was kind of like a big oh, floaty. It was a float boat. But my a float point boat. is that, like, Robert Todd Lincoln's story is very human and very relatable, and you could talk about him with eighth graders and not have to really worry that you're going to say something like Alice Roosevelt having an affair with a senator. Like, the Alice Roosevelts, you can veer very quickly into light, <laughs> and most of her stories are like little things that you may want to watch your mouth with, your, with the eighth grade groups that we do. Or at least. Yeah, but eighth graders today know a lot more. Yes, but I don't want to be the one that teaches them that. I, al- I like almost that. always do Daniel Sickles with my eighth graders, though. Yeah. I do. And, uh, well, I mean, eighth grader up. But typically I do Daniel Sickles. I often talk euphemistically, but it's a really fun story because I basically hook them by saying it's about women of ill repute. But actually, secretly, it's about history. Right. <laughs> We're really good at it. sneaky history for eighth yeah, graders. We'll sneak it in. Yep. That's how I advertise our ghost tour. It is the the best compliment that I get on, like, particularly school tours is, wow, I wish you were our teacher. Or you should be a teacher. And I'm like, I I am. I am, kind of. Also, shout out to all the amazing teachers out there. We have a lot of teacher listeners on this pod, and we love you guys. So much. And when we get that compliment, we're so floored because we're so blown away by what you guys actually do. It's such a great, and I always tell students that, like, yeah, you, like, you're with me for a couple of days, but, like, I don't have to discipline you and grade your papers. Like, that's the real work of teachers is, like... You don't even see it in the classroom. Like, they do their stuff at home. They do their stuff. They buy things for their students. Like, teachers are absolutely amazing. I come from a family of teachers. They're all rad. Yeah, teachers rock. We love our teacher listeners. Um, But, yeah, when I get that kind of compliment, I'm deeply flattered because what teachers actually do beyond just sharing incredible content, I don't think I could do. (laughs) I couldn't. That's why I stopped. (laughs) No, right. Wow, 100 episodes. I can't believe it. I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to this. This feels like us just sitting around gabbing, but it's also literally what we're doing. It is literally what we're doing. Can you hear that? We're eating. Yeah, we're also eating. (laughs) And drinking. Shout out to Boxcar Tavern uh, across the street from Eastern Market, who has allowed us to hang out here and record and nosh and take advantage of their happy hour. Yes. All these things. Um, I don't have a drink by what? Do you have another drink? I'm going to cheers with my coffee. All right, cheers. But here's to 100 and 100 more. Yeah, you bet. Clinky, clinky. clinky.